Uh, what I am doing is causing a great deal of suffering to every foodie in the world. I think there's a there's a community of uh, foodies that would be on board for that. That's that's actually worse. That is a tragedy I don't really want to address. Okay. smelled bad on the outside a show that invented the van's warp tour it's a funny story actually because there i was making my way across the death valley in in, in a van as it would as, as it would turn out now was this that van or the no, other van this was the other van that had the wooden floor i hated that van yes and you see is this was we did not have air conditioning in the other van, which is why we hate it. So we had a giant block of ice in the back of the van, and that is how the wooden floor needed to steal for that. Yeah, we and that is how the wooden floor became warped. So as we was touring around Arizona, our floor got really bent, and that is what we called the van's warped tour. Later, some punk rockers stole the name. We were upset for a minute. And then we remembered Punk is dead. So we're not, unlike our drummer. <laughs> poor, poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy, indeed. Hi, what? everybody. Hey. I'm Scott. I'm Jim. You know who we are. Come on. There's you know, no way this is your first time showing up to this ballgame. Uh, you know what? Every episode is someone's first episode. Everybody remembers their first time. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Do you? I, I haven't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't remember my first kiss. I don't remember my first sandwich. I don't remember my first day of school. I loosely remember my first beer because two people got into a fight in the bar. Eh. First suck. It's everything that come after that matters. First, first sandwich would be hard to remember unless it was a really awesome sandwich. But it was probably just like peanut butter. That's all I expect it was. Like really. It's a sandwich. Like grilled cheese, maybe, but not like a good grilled cheese. It's not going to be a chip buddy or something, so. Now, I'm, I'm, now, I'm just going to ask everyone in the audience, you know, just stop and think and raise your hand if you actually know what a chip buddy is. You are super English. <laughs> you do know we can't see them, right? Who cares? If you raised your okay. hand, <laughs> you get a no prize? You get the no prize. Well, Marvel's not doing it anymore. We might as well start giving <laughs> We are no giving out no prizes. Yep. Someone wanted to be nitpicky about our Pacific Rim episode, and I'm like, no prizes abound for you. Yep, we will give you no prizes. We will give you an ungodly amount of no prizes every time you criticize our show. Then we will make fun of you. Yes, we will. Yep. I wonder if we're going to get sued by Marvel now for giving out their no prizes. Hey, people would actually pay attention to the show if we got sued by Marvel. That's true. That's great advertising. <laughs> it's not like we have anything for them to take. I have a cup of Dr. Pepper right now. 
Hopefully it'll be gone by the time they try and sue me. No, keep it. That's the only asset they can claim. <laughs> Half a can of Dr. Pepper. Here you go, Casada. You really have problems, man. <laughs> Drinks my Dr. Pepper, you son of a bitch. Alright, so uh, first order of business, um, we, we do have an actual prize. Do we? Yes, uh, people need to tell us uh, fake, amusing uh, Kickstarter reward levels and stretch goals via some means. You know, comment on the blog, G+, us, Facebook, Twitter, email. How many entries are we up to? Uh, we are still at, we are holding steady at three. They're banking on it, man. Oh, wait, uh, we might be up to four. We might be up to four now. Did you just get one right now? No, but I remembered Damn. that we got a we got a fresh one. Ooh. The the entry the I think the entry was at uh five thousand dollars you get to pick the next stretch goal. Which I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've I've certainly heard worse Kickstarter goals. <laughs> yes. I mean there there are there are worse Kickstarter rewards too. Like I mean, having Jerry from Penny Arcade yell your name at a duck is something to see. But yeah, <laughs> getting, on the getting anything from Penny Arcade is pretty much a shitty prize. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, you you could win a copy of Batman: Arkham City for the 360, which you will want to do because Arkham Origins is coming out at the end of the year, and you want to maybe play that. I mean, well, you want you don't want to be the guy who's like, I've never played any other part of this series, and since this is a prequel, I won't understand what's going on because, and everybody's gonna look at you like you're an idiot. Just come on, yeah, freaking Batman. Yeah, seriously, you know how this works. His parents died in an alley. He went crazy and became the world's greatest detective who can apparently go toe-to-toe with Superman. Just can. That's, that's total bullshit. Total. There's a lot of things about DC Comics that are total bullshit. But then you have to remember that there's, there's a talking gorilla who fights crime. Yeah. And how the fuck does he not have his, a monthly solo book? Because DC needs to pump out more Batman books. Well, clearly this gorilla needs to be one of the Batmans for Africa in Batman Incorporated. Yes, but that would be racist. Who cares? He's a gorilla! Just like Batman! It's awesome! Yup. I'm not gonna dispute that. We could call him Bat Gorilla or Batrilla. Batrilla! Fight Actually, crime. if we call him Batrilla, he has to hum his theme song whenever <laughs> his night starts. Yes. And all things considered, I, even if, like, as much as criminals in Gotham should not be committing crime to begin with because Batman is going to invariably punch you. If Batman was suddenly a four hundred pound gorilla, like like if you were if you were a criminal, like j- just a mugger, let's say in yeah. Lagos, I'm picking Lagos at random as an a- as a large African city. I'm like you you you're a mugger in Lagos, and you find out that Batman trained a gorilla to fuck punch muggers, and you're like, no, yeah, no, never. I am leaving. I'm going back. I'm just gonna live off antelope for a while. I'm just going to go hide in the desert. I'm going to go roam the desert for a while, maybe find myself, rethink my lifestyle choices, Yep. write a book about it. We'll be good. <laughs> we'll make some money. I won't have to commit crime because then I won't have to worry about a 400-pound gorilla fucking me in the skull with his fist. <laughs> yes. This is why the only comic book I actively follow is uh, Atomic Robo. Because Atomic Robo would introduce a talking gorilla and do things with it. Yup. Come on, Dr. Dinosaur. He's not a doctor, but he's a dinosaur. <laughs> I think if he works for it, he could get his degree. Uh, he'd have to bend to the knowledge of mammals, which he's never going to do. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he clearly has practical knowledge of mechanical engineering. But he's never going to submit his work 
to a mammal professor for grading. That's fair. But what if we got a mammal professor to train a bird? Maybe a bird would grade. Yeah. He would accept grades from a bird. Like I, th- I think that would be fair. Because he's, he's got the knowledge. He deserves to have the doctorate. He does. Yeah. Even if his ideas about time travel are completely bunk. Yeah, but it's, it's time travel. What doctor really is going to tell you anything about time travel? Well, there, there's this one guy in a box. He, he, claims to, he, he claims he's a doctor that can tell me about time travel. Yes, but he's never... Have you ever seen any proof that he's really a doctor? <laughs> you know what? No. Yeah, no. And you know right now, right now, no matter who is listening to this, even while we are recording this at this exact moment, there is somebody on Tumblr whose brain has just shorted, and they're like, somebody just made a Doctor Who reference, and they're writing something very terrible they are going to send to us. See, the crazy thing about Tumblr is that they are so enamored with Loki that they still haven't clued in that the next Thor movie is the one where Thor fights the Doctor. Like, that hasn't registered for them yet. They're still like, OMG Hiddles. Well, give them time, and then they'll make slash fiction of that, too. Well, that's what Tumblr's for. Yeah, no, well, Tumblr is basically where the Gun and Wing fandom wound up. <laughs> Near as we can tell. Yeah, and that's fine, because it means I don't see them at the panels. <laughs> at least I don't think I see them. They never say anything anymore. It's it's almost disappointing. But uh, I guess pick of the week, because we, we, we've wandered a bit. Oh, yeah. Jim, what you got? Pick of the week. Pick of the week this week is Dragon's Crown, because I loved the D&D arcade game. And while this game is completely devoid of a cleric for some confusing reason... Who actually wants to play the healer? My buddy Liam. Yeah, That's it. But otherwise, it feels like OD&D. They advertise the fact that it has six classes, and it has fighter, and it has Amazon, which is basically barbarian. And they claim dwarf and elf are classes. Much like how in, uh, you know, the old D&D beat-em-ups from Capcom, elf... And Dwarf were not only classes, but also races and the character's name. Yup. Hello, elf. What's your job? I'm an elf. But do you go to school for that? Like, it, It's an associate's degree. <laughs> oh, 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 ouch. But no, it's a blast. It's the art in it, like, because you unlock artwork as you go along. The art's great. It's actually a moderately difficult game at points. It's fun to play. It genuinely feels like playing the old D&D arcade game. I really, really enjoy it. And I was surprised because I just bought it on a lark. Like, I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, it's a new release. It looks like the D&D arcade game. I've got some money to burn. Why not? And I've burned probably 40 hours on it this week alone. Which, actually, I've burned more time on that than on Last of Us. Hmm. Don't don't get me started on The Last of Us quite yet. No worries. I need to coalesce my thoughts because there are things it does very well. And there are things it just doesn't. <laughs> well, I played Last of Us. We're tonight's going to be a night of tangents, from the seams of it. Well, I think we'll we'll just have a bunch of you know little short chunks that we'll go through. I yeah. think. But I played Last of Us. Did you? Then beat I it? got Uncharted Three for a dollar at work. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I heard hold on, not a whole dollar. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It cost me a dollar. So I sit here and I play Uncharted Three, and I realize just how many of the base mechanics wound up in Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Like, it is that base game. Yeah, it's the skeleton. And I don't mind it, but I was like, wow, that directly influences how I see this game. But we'll we'll save Last of Us for a a later point. I think. Well, like, once you've beaten it. Oh, I have. Oh, in that case, let's do a little ten minutes on it. All right, one second. Ten, fifteen. Or soda. 
for those of you in America. Yeah, there are regions of America where it is also pop. Good. <laughs> Friggin' America. 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 Jeff is totally going to kick my ass. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Anyway, Last of Us. Okay, you got so, something to say, man. Okay, so th th for those that don't know, this is a really, really great animated movie. Like, it's really good. Like, it's got this strong character vibe. You really get invested in the relationship. It's got this whole true grit slash hidden fortress and post-apocalyptia. But the thing about it is every now and again, the scene will stop. And, and the menu navigation is so terrible because you have to pick up your PS3 controller and hide behind shelves for half an hour to get the next scene of this really good movie. So what you're saying is you're having the opposite criticism that people had from Metal Gear Solid 4. Where I they thought it's... they bought a game and instead got a movie. Well, no, I think it's the exact same thing, really. Well, yeah, it, it's the same thing in a different form. People criticize Metal Gear for it, whereas people hold up Last of Us for it. Yeah, it's just, you know what, there are things, and there are things about the gameplay I like. Like, I like the crafting, I like the amount of gun wobble, and how slow everything is. And how fucking rare ammo is, so actually oh. getting into a gunfight's stupid? Yeah, like, I, I like, like, there's a lot of texture, like, the gameplay is texturing the, the, the story and the environment, and that's great, but it's well, still, like, the, the, it, you... You're strongly encouraged by the resource scarcity to play it as a stealth game. Yeah. Except the stealth mechanics are god-awful. I found them manageable. Like, it was rare that I felt I had to get into a fight, but I did feel I had to go for the kill shot. Like, I couldn't just sneak my way you through. You couldn't ghost. You couldn't yeah. ghost. You had I to... had to kill. You had to not... You had to take them out. Yeah. Which I don't mind, per se. It definitely fits the character. Like, like it, it, it does it... fit who Joel is. Yes. As the game goes on, you find that out. One of my favorite scenes in it, after you've left the town, like the first time you are actually out in the wilderness, the way the sunlight's coming through the trees and everything, and Ellie is just aghast at this, because this is the first time she's ever been outside of an actual city. And I mean, I'm like, the island is covered in trees. PEI is, it's full of trees and, and farmland and everything fields. else. Yeah. So I'm actually used to seeing this. Like, there is a point in Victoria Park, which is downtown, where the entire area is open. In the middle of the night, during a full moon, actually the entire area is lit by the moon. It's beautiful. During the day, you can actually see the light coming through. So I know, like, I'm sitting here looking at this, and this is normal to me. This is commonplace. And for her, it's not. And it's one of those moments where it does kind of take me out of the game and then put me back into it more, because she's never experienced it and probably never thought she would. Well, she didn't have any reason to. Exactly. Like, this is a completely new experience for her, and I liked that. Those moments were great. When Joel encounters the coffee maker in the hotel and goes, man... <sighs> I miss that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, your world is terrible. You live in a terrible place. Yeah, like, I know your world is full of zombies and, you know, evil people and... and military problems. dictatorships yep. where there is civilization at all. But your world is devoid of coffee. You have no coffee. Yeah. How do, you, how do you not just kill yourself every day, especially since he knew what coffee was? He knows what coffee is. Ellie, Ellie's never going to know what coffee was. No, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Like, the worst thing she, that's going to happen is she's going to find a 20-year-old can of Dr. Pepper. Yeah, and that's going to taste awful. 
Oh, the, that'll it'll have separated by then. Yeah. And she'll get a buzz off it, and she won't know what that. And then she'll be off it, and she won't know what that was. Yeah, she'll be like, "What the hell? What what was that?" And he'll be like, "That's normal. It's we normal. used to do that all the time." We used to, that, Is it a the, drug? Sort of. Sort of. But yeah, like as much as the gameplay gives a little grief, the little bits, like even well, uh, I, the bit where you're going through the sewers. Well, back back to the stealth. It's just it pisses yeah. me off to no end that, that you can't if you just... are if you are spotted, you are fighting. And you like, can't there's wait. there's no like run duck behind three things throw a bottle somewhere else and you know you breathe you're hit get, you know have that two minute cooldown you know thief or Metal Gear style yeah it's like no no I I I I one of them spotted me yep. shotgun time well the worst part is there's several rooms where the game just infinite spawns like, there are I... a couple. Yeah, that I ran into off. one of them once. I set the guy off, and I tried to book it out of there. And I rounded the corner, and there was nobody in front of me. And all of a sudden, the enemy was there. Like there, are, and there are spots where there are deliberate, like they're they're like, no, this is a combat area. Yeah, and it cheats. Like you'll be you'll be sitting at the corner, and you'll go into detective mode because that's what it is. Yeah, and you'll be like, okay. And I, and you'll you'll have detective mode maxed out early because it's a really cheap upgrade. And you do use it. You use you it really a lot. Do. So you'll have it maxed out, and you'll be like, okay, there is nothing within like seventy five feet of this corner. Yep. Round the corner, three zombies, and I'm like, no hits. Yeah. Where the fuck did you come from? Fucking bullshit. Yeah. What they actually are, we didn't notice it until we rounded the corner. The zombies were covered in pillows. Yeah. Like so, they were making no sound at all. But yeah, no, I, I will definitely concede that. People try, like, when it first came out, people were calling it the perfect game, and I wanted to smack them. Uh, no. It, it's not. It's good. It, you, you know why it's not the perfect game? doesn't say Deus Ex on the cover. <laughs> I'm going to, or Tetris. Tetris is also the perfect Yeah, I'm not going to argue Tetris. I've never played Deus Ex, so I really can't say. I'm fixing that right now. Okay. I'm pretty sure I can gift things on GOG. I have an email for you. Let's see if oh, I can do it. But, no, people have called it the perfect game. People come into work and they buy it, and I just tell them. I'm like, no. Well, what are you in the mood for? Like, I had a couple come in, and the guy was like, I'm in the mood for kind of a survival horror stealth game. And the girl's like, I want a game where I can run around and kill things. And I'm like, you're going to hate it. You're going to like it. I don't think I have your email. Okay. One sec. Because reasonably, I'm not just going to spout it out over the podcast. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, that there are... But like, it has its it has its flaws. Like it it is it has a lot of really good things about it. Yeah, but it, you do get invested in those characters. You you do like you will go through you know really annoying section. Like everything about the ski resort is will piss you off. Yeah, but goddamn it, you you need to know that both of them are okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, bit at the end of the game, I finished the game. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I just I put the controller down. I was exhausted. Like, I was emotionally exhausted. I was tired as hell. I just staggered my way to my bed and went to sleep. Because it just beats the crap right out of you. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, like, to Naughty Dog's credit, they gave us a good story. They and did. I've been criticizing gaming for a while in that regard. Like, as much as I like Dragon's Crown, Dragon's Crown I like for nostalgia factor. Story-wise, it's not great. But a lot of gaming lately, i found the story is what's suffering more than anything else. And if I just want to play, like, if I want to play a game where I run around as some gun-toting maniac, I can do that. I don't need to spend another 60 bucks. Like, I already have games for that. It's part of the reason I don't pick up Call of Duty at all. 
Like, yeah. What's the sell here? But yeah, Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So what's your pick of the week, man? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> We've drifted a bit. But my pick of the week is uh, Super Gods by Grant Morrison. Oh, I've been meaning to read that. It is... It's really interesting, because the first half of the book is him kind of just rhapsodizing about uh, the golden age of comics and each of the characters in history in his Grant Morrison-y ways. So it sounds like crazy cocaine drivel? Like it, like it's cocaine drivel about, like, Shazam and how cool it is to be Shazam and Superman. Captain Marvel. His name Captain, is Shazam now. His, his name is Captain Marvel, and DC can kiss my ass. I'm, I'm going to call him Shazam now, just, uh, just because. Because, uh, you know what? Carol earned earned those bars. <laughs> she earned hey, her captain's bars. Come on. I, I will, I'm willing to give it to Carol now, but to me, like, Captain Marvel, whenever I hear that name, it will always be Marvel. Yeah. It will always be Marvel. That His death will always resonate with me. And he Mark. talks about that even. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, well, and then the second half is when he finally becomes a comics writer. So it's him going through his career, kind of reviewing his old work, but also talking about things within the comic industry. Like, he actually kind of has this, like, he spends a whole chapter being really nice about early image. <laughs> like, about all the things that were sort of great and interesting about it, at least in theory. And then the next chapter is like, yeah, so Image Comic was, was, was cocaine. And like any cocaine high, you have to come down and what's left is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have some Image Comics. I don't know what they're called. I think it's Bloodsport. It's Blood something. Okay, well, that, that really narrows book. it down for early, in, for, 90, for early Image. I know. I know. All I know is it, it's a team, and it is Blood something. And one of the characters in it is Wolverine. Oh god! Well, no, that's every that's every image team. One of the characters is Wolverine. I know, but I don't even mean he kind of looks like Wolverine. No, I mean, that's every image like, team. It's the same costume. He doesn't pop out claws, but the motions are exactly the same. He has a healing factor. He kills people for fun. He has elevated sense of smell. Like I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "This is Wolverine," and his team leader is Cable, and I don't understand what the fuck I'm reading. Or why this exists in the first place. Like, who the fuck made this, thought it would slide, and why the hell was Image held up as anything good at the time? You know, you, you look at it, and you, you look at it, what Image was at the start, and you think, how in the sweet name of fuck did anything happen? Anyone like this? How did we not know? Well, it's easy. It was Well, actually, we can look at modern comics for it. Like, let's take a moment. Let's look at Spawn. Okay. Spawn is Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, and the Venom symbiote thrown into a blender and mixed with Punisher, yes. and then made black. But he's got a full face mask, so he yeah. can have his cake and eat it too. Exactly. So that's Spawn. And now modern Spider-Man is Doctor Octopus with an army of spider robots that are observing everyone. He kills people, and he's living Parker's life better. <sighs> He's a grim, dark hero, and people are holding him up and going, see, this is what Spider-Man should have been all along. And it's like, no, 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 no. Fuck no. you, no. I Cue me linking the end of that one random guy video where he does the Dark Knight speech, but reflected with Spider-Man, and I'm like, yes! Yeah. He is the guy that no matter what will be friendly and in my neighborhood, being fucking Spider-Man. 
when Parker goes, nobody dies. I'm sorry, that is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is supposed to be the good guy hero. Parker is a good guy. I got into this argument on Co. earlier in the week. Somebody was like, why is it Parker seems to get all the chicks in comics? And I'm like, because at the end of the day, Parker is just a good guy. Parker is a genuine, nice guy. And as much as people will go, oh, well, chicks don't want that. No, chicks don't want that when you're duplicit as shit. If you're a guy who's like, hey, you know what? You want to talk about something? You want to go out for a cup of coffee sometime? Chicks take it. Parker, in general, generally nice guy. He doesn't want to kill people. He doesn't want to beat the shit out of people. He would probably prefer to find an easy solution, any given problem that doesn't involve super strength. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. He has web shooters. Makes it a little easier. He can just stick people down. Like, yeah. that's the thing. His primary, his primary attack is yep. binding. Yep. It's a steel strength fluid that dissolves after an hour. More than enough time for the cops to arrive. Like, that, yeah. that's what he does. He mu- he'll knock a guy silly. He'll throw yeah. some stuff around. But at the end of the day, they're hanging upside down off of a light, off a light post. With a nice little note, because that's yep. Peter Parker. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, no. Like, at the end of the day, he's the guy, and this is something I kind of wish. I kind of wish he was stopped, that he stopped being a fucking teenager. Well, yeah, even when they grew him up, he like, was still he, a teenager. He, like, he's 30 now. Yeah. But he's still a teenager. He's still entirely in his own head, and being kind of a selfish douchebag most of the time. Well, I... Bonging away his marriage was stupid as fuck. Well, like, a lot of the things he does are really short-sighted. Yeah. And no, if, if I want him to grow up and be the guy on the Avengers that says, no. Yeah, why are we doing this? That, that says, guys, we're here to help people. Well, no one's helping people. Uh, um, are you familiar with Starbrand? Uh, no. They recently pulled him in. He was from Marvel's New Universe stuff in the 80s. Okay. When I referenced during the last episode the Avengers acting like a bunch of frat boys, when Starbrand shows up in the Marvel Universe, he's a 16-year-old kid, the brand activates, he kills both of his parents and about 3,000 other people by accident. Yeah. They try and talk to him, his power starts to flare up, they immediately attack him with Thor, Hulk, and Hyperion. Ah. Yeah, real smart. This is why I I compare them to frat boys. Because you know what, I look at it and I go, Parker, he's 16 years old, he's been bitten by a radioactive spider, he's walking home, He's angry. He lashes out and bends that light post. And he's a little scared. He dodges the car and he climbs the wall and he's a little scared. He gets to the top and when he squeezes that pipe and it crumples like paper, at first he's elated. And then he's a little bit scared. So if anybody could understand what a 16-year-old boy that just murdered 3,000 people might be going through, it'd be Spider-Man. And he wouldn't say, throw Hulk at him. He'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk to the kid. Let's be rational about this. Let's be reasonable. I'm in my 30s. I should be looking a little bit towards retirement, maybe working on my investment portfolio. You know, the stuff that you do when you're an adult. You know, maybe, maybe seeing if, you know, the event, being in the Avengers gets you some stock in Stark Tech. Yeah. Can I get an investment portfolio off of this? What kind of dental are we offering? You know, I've got to look out for things. Ignoring the whole bonged away marriage. Where's MJ going to be in 20 years when her modeling career starts to go down the hill? Well, honestly, not even 20 years, five years. Five. Yep. Where's she going to be? What can we do for that? Like, he's looking out for Aunt May. Let's set her up in a nice retirement cottage. Like, let's find a nice living arrangement for her. Let's be an adult about this. And he never is. No. And as much as they say, oh, well, you know, we don't write comics for those people. No, you know what? The people who grew up reading fucking Spider-Man are adults. Yeah. Like, kids love Spider-Man, but they love Spider-Man. 
which is half of the book. The other half of the book is Parker, and Parker should have been growing the fuck up instead of getting his mind wiped by Otto and getting possessed by him and then letting it slide because the character has been defined by determination since amazing fucking 15, let it go. Gave in and went, oh, well, you know, Otto probably won't be that bad. It's not like he's been trying to kill me for most of my life. Yeah, no. And see, this is the interesting thing about Marvel editorial. Because I know a guy who wrote for Hulk for six months. He does a lot of other stuff, but he wrote for Hulk for six months. And the big thing he wanted to do was have fun. Like, he was like, sitting there, it's like, the Hulk is cool for kids because he's the big green guy that beats up all the bad guys and has a lot of fun smashing everything. It is pure id, let's just let him go nuts and jump across everything and throw tanks at space monsters. Well, it's Godzilla, but not. Yeah. Like it's it, exactly the same. And do you know what Marvel Editorial told him? That the real Hulk stories were about Bruce Banner being afraid of himself. And I'm like, you know what? That is a good story. Yeah. But that's but a story tired. for old men. Yeah. Like, and when you want a comic book, which some which should have a broader appeal, sometimes you want to throw tanks and shit. Yeah. Like, and then he stopped working for Marvel. That's fair. I like the Banner stories where they focus on Banner. But I'm not a Hulk fan. I won't go out and buy Hulk books because I don't like Hulk as a character because most of the time it's just him wrecking shit and I'm not in the mood. Well, but, and honestly, every other week the rules of it change. Yeah. That, well, that, that's the thing that gets me. Originally, he was supposed to be the strongest mortal and Thor was supposed to be stronger than him. Now Hulk is the strongest one there is. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, I want my stories where Parker has grown up. And at the same time, I do like my stories where he's, you know, spinning donuts on the side of the bugle in the Spider-Mobile. Like, once in a while... I. I'm 30. I like my stories that remind me of me in that regard and kind of what I'm going through. And at the same time, I wish I had the time for a little bit of fun. Like, I would love the thrill of web swinging across town. I think that would be a blast. So seeing Parker actually be a little bit happy about that, I wouldn't mind. Banner coming to terms with who he is as the Hulk and trying to move on in his life, I would like to see. Because it doesn't make any sense anymore that these characters haven't adapted to it. Like, it's just, let's rehash it. Oh, look, we've rehashed it so much people are tired of it. Okay, then we're just going to ignore everything and do it over again. This is why I stopped buying comic books. Like, the character that I empathize with the most in Marvel, and the one who has sadly been the most consistently written, is Johnny fucking Blaze. And he's got a damn demon attached to his soul. Uh. But Johnny's been through shit. He's seen the dark side of the world. And then he grew up. He got the carnival. He got married. He had two kids. His wife died. His kids got taken. The carnival burned down. He had to go back to being a superhero again. He hated every fucking minute of it. He tried to make the world a better place, and when it all quieted down again, he became an accountant. Johnny tried to move on. He got pulled back in again, and I mean, it keeps happening, but he's got a demon attached to his soul. There's only so long it can be normal. Or an accountant. Yeah, but that was the thing. Johnny was just like, no, this is bullshit. I need to put food on the table. I need to just kind of be normal. I need to live a life, even if it's a boring one, because I think I've had enough excitement. Fucking God. crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tonight's going to be rants. So, so, so we're just going to go off on things for a little while. It'll come up, we'll talk about it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get past it. Yeah. Taking a little break from everything. De- decom- decompressing. Well, we had our big thrill fest with Pacific Rim, so. Yeah. So now we've got to kind of unfurl some of the turmoil. <laughs> Because okay. we got to vent a bit with Gundam Age. 
you know, you, you can only be happy for so long. Yeah. Okay. So the the big thing uh is that they did the that they, they you know the Gundam guys they got to get Bandai and Sunrise got together a little little press conference to show off everything that was coming up for the next few years because uh, the thirty fifth is coming, and the big thing they did was uh, Gundam BF Gundam Bridget Fantasia. <laughs> Wait, no, bisexual fisheries? No, baked frittatas? Brigadine Florentine? <laughs> Boyfriend? Battle fighter! Build fighter! Battle fighter! Yeah. Fuck. All right, now, as much as it sounds like we are ripping on it, we're not. We're not. We're, we're, nev- we're never going to call it by the real name. Though. No, because it's more fun. We are going to come up with increasingly interesting BF acronyms. Yeah. But I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for this one. Well, you know what? Gunpla Builders, beginning G. It was like 45 minutes, it was a toy commercial. It was so much fun. But at the end of it, we were like, that was fun, maybe a little more would be nice. Yeah. And Gundam Build Fighters seems to be more of that. Yeah. It's got the writer from Double O and uh, the director of a show called Number Six. I'm not familiar with Number Six. It's a bone series, it was like an 11-episode bone series. Okay. Came out a couple years ago, kind of under the radar. And... We have to muse about it. It is a Gundam Battle World Championship focus, so we have little threads of G in it. There's just enough G to make me like, yep. how stupid is this going to go? Yeah, what kind of crazy crap are we going to see in this one? Like, actually, this harkens nicely to the comic discussion we just had. This looks fun. Just basic, silly, over-the-top fun. fun. And, and Bandai and, merchandise and they're doing s- and and here And the thing that I kind of like is that by setting it in near future, our world-ish, where every other Gundam show has been a fiction, they get to throw back to the whole meta series. And as an anniversary project, that's great. That was that's the it. fun little detail in Turn A. Well, that's it. It is. It's like, Turn A was great, style. but then you got the... But then it's like, because it's the 20th anniversary, Corin Nander is the only Leo pilot who survived. Yeah. And he's in dread terror as a result. Yes. And you you, you get, like, shout-outs and other things. And the manga has a Psycho Gundam and all this other great stuff. Yep. So, and for the 30th, they didn't quite do that. What did we get for the 30th? I know we got that nice combination event, and we got some actually pretty good games released that year. I, I think it was mostly Unicorn was the 30th. Yeah. Yeah, that's like it. But this has a Zaku Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious to me. Because it's not even subtle. It's just somebody <laughs> with a really big ego. But I mean, the preemptive designs they've shown for it are pretty neat. I mean, you've got, um, like, and again, a lot of it, a lot of the action seems to be, hey, let's get a bunch of 90s stuff and show it off a little. Yeah. Because, and yeah, they're going to sell kits for all that. But guess what? 90s kits are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get new versions of them. Well, we've got that slight variation on the X, and it's actually probably the most meager variation of any of the kits we've now seen. Um, the 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 Italian wing Gundam's mostly just a recolor. Yeah, but I mean, the wings are folded to one side, you've got that exposed shoulder and the exposed knee. Yeah. Like the, the X's biggest variation is its head and the way the the way the microwave collector actually positions on its back. Yeah, pretty much, and the, there's some extra piping on the shoulders and armor, yeah. but yeah. It, it's... Actually, no, the the legs have extra stuff. That's true. That's kind of weird. 
That's interesting. I'm looking at the designs now. Yeah, so am I. But it's like, yeah. I and mean, then we get the Zaku Amazing. It's an amazing Zaku. Yeah. It's a Got Zaku extra with... stuff on it. I don't even know what half this crap is. Like, there's, there's all these little these little bits. Boxes? These, these boxes on it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm what like, do they know... do? Those are launchers on top. I know that. I mean, you look at that, and that is those are clearly missile or grenade launchers of some variety. And everything else, I'm like, I, do you shoot? Do you get thrown? Are you box crackers? Like, <laughs> are you more what? ammo? Yeah. I don't I want to know. <laughs> but you are definitely going to be the thing that fights build strike, which I do say with a certain level of bitterness because it really just looks like strike to me. Well, here's and the not. thing. Like the 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 first pack for it, there there'll probably be three or four over the series. Yeah. But the first pack for it has better wings. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it from the back now and I'm like, this does not annoy me as much as the ale strike does. Well yeah, it's balance like when its wings are actually folded up, its balance isn't anywhere near as bad as the ale strike. Like I don't look at this and go, You should be falling backwards. Whereas I look at ale strike and I'm like, How do you stay upright? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Why? Well, what the fuck is right with you? I suppose is a better way to put it. Yeah. Because I don't understand how you work. Like, and you, even just the trailer, it's like, hey, let's have some fun. Here, here's a, here's, here's the Harry Ord sumo skating through a city, shooting, you know, F-91 grunts with the Einrad motorcycles. I'm like, yep. yes. Yes. Do that. <laughs> like, this is, I think this one's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be genuinely fun. And I mean, we even got that crazy battle builder thing, the Gundam game that I've been ranting and raving about. Yeah, for like Gundam last Breaker. Two. Yes, thank you. Gundam Breaker actually, you know, was pretty much shown in the same event and came out right around the day of the event, actually. Yeah. I got to get around to ordering that. But yeah. Like, well, it's like 80 bucks is the problem. Yeah, that's the killer. Like 80 bucks in Japanese dollars, and then you're going to have to pay whatever Shipping? it is to import. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm fully aware every time I do this, I drop about 120 bucks. There's a reason I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. Well, that's it. You look at these, like you look at their crazy, silly kits, and you go, yeah, I can basically build that in this game. Not quite. I mean, we have our crazy... Well, that, that'll, be the, that'll be the DLC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much guaranteed. Once this hits the ground, we will be getting these. Like, yeah, no, they've, they've already announced that it'll be a DLC or an enhanced remake of Gundam Breaker for this show. Nice. There we go. Yep, doesn't surprise me. That's fine. Like, there's not a lot to go on. I don't I don't even think they've announced, um, like, a cast yet, which, hmm, maybe? No, they haven't. No, I but do it... want to see that wing take on, uh, take on fucking... Oh, God. Oh, Just... they... They have announced the cast so far. I hope they get a bunch of voice actor cameos. They should. Honestly, like, this is the type of thing where you expect it. Like, I expect to see the fucking God Gundam pilot, like a, a God variant, and I expect to hear Doman's voice. Like, honestly, if... Um, if uh... Neros, that's what it was. I want to see Wing fight the Neros. Like, the Wing variant, I want to see it fight a Neros Gundam variant. I was remembering Mikello's name. Fucking hate Mikello. But it's like, like just for shits. It's like I want to see New Italy beat up Old Italy, or possibly the Rose Gundam, just because they have similar shoulders. Yes. But this is it. Like this, that's what it looks like. We're going to be getting is a bunch of absurd, crazy Gundam fighting. This is going to be G Gundam without its elaborate and well thought out plot. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Maybe the 
like that they're setting up that the lead is actually the leads are actually a team where it's a kid who likes building because his mom owns a model shop and the actual guy doing the fighting in the video game is someone else so that that could be something yeah like if they can play up the relationships nicely and actually make us give a shit about the characters then i'll be even more on board but if not if it's just crazy mecha porn you know what i tuned into 0083 for that yeah Everybody likes crazy mecha porn, unless you're some weirdo who doesn't, at which point, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you as a person? And most of the cast seems to be young talent, which is fine. Young? Well, they got to start somewhere, right? New people. This will probably be a big break. I mean, the older characters are being voiced by people with a lot of rather rather longer resumes, but... (laughs) You know, I I just hope they do get like you know if the head of if Tora Furura Furura is not the uh, head of Bandai in this, I'll be disappointed. I if he shows up as himself, I'd be impressed. Uh huh. Like just for shits, if they were like, yeah, no, we're just gonna toss him in. I'd be like, oh, oh okay. Like Double O did a great job of bringing back old Gundam protagonists voicing villains. Yup. And I'd just like to see something that. Not not quite on that level where they get bigger parts, but just like, hey, you know, that's going on. What's going on? See, well, hell, any of the games where you get to do ribbons versus Amuro is always going to be a mild favorite to me. Oh, yeah. Just because that's always hilarious. Or any time you'll load up or any time in the story mode of um, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 when you realize it's three Scott McMinials stalking, talking to each other. Yep. That's a good morning. Oh, uh, we need another Dynasty Warriors Gundam. I don't think, uh, maybe on the PS4. I don't yeah. think we're going to get one more before then. I know. But I keep buying them, and I keep burning way too much time on them. They're pretty terrible. Oh, no, they're god-awful games. They really are. There's no inventiveness at all. If it wasn't a Gundam license, I wouldn't buy it. But every time they pump one out, I'm like, wee! I'm going to go throw money at this. Fuck. Fuck. Well, like, I, I skipped two and picked up three because it had online multiplayer. Online co-op. Because I, like a fool, assumed that it would just be the couch co-op mode that I loved so much in the first one. Yeah. But on, but with my buddies on the internet, and then it wasn't. It was no. terrible, terrible co-op where you just fought bosses all the time. Yeah. yeah. The bosses in Dynasty Warriors Gundam are just hit points. They're just neat. Yeah. They're, they're just neat. inconvenient. Well, the, they, they're they are meet with one bullshit attack. Yeah. The Musha say. Gundam is the closest to a challenge, and that's because he has a lot of attacks that send you sprawling. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. And I mean, they're 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 doing other things. Like, there's a new project to get um, high grades of all of the other Gundam shows going. Yeah, which means we get a new Double X and decent Victory Gundam kits. And, I mean, we've got more Unicorn coming down the pipe. Yeah, delicious, well, le- delicious. One last episode of Unicorn that's going to be 90 minutes. Yep. Which, you know what? Go nuts, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see what they've got. Actually, Um, in regards to the kits, they're also doing those, uh, the HG Build Custom Series, mm-hmm. where you can get the, like, attachable backpacks. For other things. Yep. So you, too, can make, you know, an amazing Zaku of your own Zakus. Yes. You already have Zaku? Well, now it's... Now, now it's now, the amazing Zaku. Now you now it's amazing. It's an amazing Zaku mine layer. I now want to paint a Zaku Spider-Man's colors and attach this to him. <laughs> yes, do it. It wouldn't be much effort. Like you can already there's a bunch of red ones. Yeah, exactly. It's just Actually, a matter of taking the time to do the webbing and stuff. It's the amazing Zaku. It's the amazing spider Zaku. 
yeah, I can't make Leopard on. That's that's not doable. Uh, they, there there were Leopard on toys that actually came out in uh, in America under something else. Really? Like they got like that. That was the thing. Was um, I think it was Tommy that got the got the rights and had the toy rights, and someone and one of those companies who was licensing Tommy's toys and re-releasing them in the U.S. with different packaging, basically, was like, okay, we're going to call it this, and it'll be part of the giant thing, and it'll be cool. So it was the same as when they brought Rydeen over here. Yeah, and also there's totally an actual uh, Chogokin metal fig for the Leopard. And... Oh my god, I need to buy that! It comes with the, ti- it comes with the car! It comes with a <laughs> tiny Spider-Man! <laughs> Complete with crazy watch. <laughs> yes. Uh. Okay, if there's anybody who's listening to this right now and you have never seen Japanese Spider-Man, you have done a grave disservice and to yourself. And you haven't been listening long enough because yeah. I have, have mentioned my deep-abiding love for Spider-Man many times. Man, I have watched that after sex. <laughs> like With the partner or did yes! she leave? Oh, good. Specifically, we finished, and it's like normal people have a cigarette. I'm like, you want to watch Japanese Spider-Man? Yes. Yes, I do. Good! I'll get you some water. Dang. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man is giant robot. Yep. And one of the greatest opening music. Plus, you will find no other instance of Spider-Man where he willfully calls himself the Emissary of Hell. Yep. Like, holy crap. And if you if you claim to be a real Power Rangers fan, you have to watch it. Because it was the first one. Yeah. It was the first Super Sentai show. And it was great. It was. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. His girlfriend and his sister are identical. It's hard. It's really, really challenging when you're watching it because you're like, wait, this is still Japan. It could just be an incest vibe. Like, and you see them in the same scene. They talk to each other. And then later, one of them will get kidnapped and you're like, wait. Ooh. Are you are you concerned because it's your sister? Yes. And then he's in disguise anyhow, so she kisses him on the cheek, and I'm like, okay, still not sure. <laughs> Fuck, this is worse than Star Wars. This is worse than Star Wars. Oh my god, how much is this thing? Uh, I don't know, it came out a few years ago. so Damn it! Hard to find. I have to keep my eyes peeled, see if I can find me one. No. Japanese Spider-Man. Japanese Spider-Man. Used oh, it to was released by. Okay, it was. It was a show. It was a Shogun Warriors toy. Yes. Have actually. Have you ever read the Shogun Warriors comic? No. I own several issues. It's terrible. I imagine it would be. It's a Mattel comic. They basically go out of. No, it's a Marvel comic. Uh, well. Yeah. Star. Yeah. No, it it's it was god awful because they basically went out of their way to make Voltez V as bad as they possibly could. Like, it wasn't until I started playing Super Robot Wars that I realized Voltez V was anything but a chump. Because pretty much, they go out, they get into a fight, Rydeen and Dangard Ace show up, and so does Voltez V, and V is the one who takes the beating. And then Dangard puts up a really good fight because it's piloted by a black man, and then Rydeen finishes it off. (laughs) Because we have to employ racial profiling because it is a 70s comic book. Oh, God. That one's also kind of expensive. Oh, yeah, no. I don't, no matter how it goes, I think this toy's going to be some jam. All right. I'll deal. So good. So good. Oh, yeah. What were we actually talking about? Shit. Build Fighters. Build Fighters. Yes. And the, the other 30th anniversary stuff. Or 35th. 
because they're they're claiming two years for everything in the genius move of saying, well, it wasn't until a year afterwards that Gumpla happened. So we're gonna milk this bitch for all it's worth. Yes. The, yeah. So it's Bandai. It's Bandai. Yeah. Because we're we're also gonna get uh, G K Reconquista, which is yep. some sort of animation project from Tamino. The G Conquistador. Yeah, I'm really not clear on what this is. Yeah, I, no one knows. It is an animated thing with Tamino doing it. I now, hope they let him go nuts. Do we know if Tamino is in a good mood right now or not? Well, I think he's had therapy for the past little while. Like, then, I mean, he's, he's been pretty stable since the late 90s. Then I'm expecting, you know, brain-powered Aura Battler Dunbine here. Possibly yeah. sampling King Gainer. And all of this I'm okay with, because I like it when Tamino's happy, because it means I don't need to worry. Yeah, like, you don't have to worry about anything with Tamino happy. Yeah, I don't have to get emotionally invested in, you know, anyone and then have them die. Yeah. Because he's a jerk. Yes, he is. Poor Emma-Sheen. Uh-huh. The, the other thing is, um, again, we've got, uh, we, we, we've got Gundam The Origin. It's real. Yep. It's awesome. And if you're listening to this, you should be spending your money on it. No, but they're, they're gonna animate it. Really? Probably, yeah, like, probably the same way they're doing Unicorn, where it's big, shiny pants OAV series that keeps going. I would not be surprised if they went to ten parts for it. If they do it, I'll pay money. Yeah, but yeah, um, like I, I think what what's going on with Unicorn is the best possible outcome of Japan trying to deal with anime piracy globally. You mean releasing it everywhere? Like releasing it everywhere at the same time with an English dub, which you know the guys doing that are busting their asses. And the only thing you can argue about is price. And even then, you can still rent it. You can rent it a month earlier for a perfectly reasonable amount. Yep. Do you own a PlayStation? Spend five bucks. Do, do you have... Can you go to sonyentertainment.com? Because that's the exact same thing as the PSN video store. Yep. Like, this is it. And it's smart. Like, I understand that. I understand when Bandai was like, no, you know what? Everybody's pirating our shit. Fuck you. We're not going to release it. Oh, actually, fair. you know what? The next episode will probably be on Daisuke. For about That's true. five bucks. Yep. They've released all of the other because they've they've got all the the rest of Unicorn up for rent for about five bucks. There you go. Weren't they pumping out uh, Double Zeta on that soon? Yeah, Double Zeta is gonna launch. I think it's already launched, but it was oh, like okay. they announced it. It's like, hey, the week after Zeta is done its run, we'll launch Double Zeta. And I'm like, I'm glad Daisuke is like got new stuff going, but I'm like. Okay, you either need to release more than one episode a week, or you need to release seven times as many series. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be here for a while. Like, it's going to be a while before th before I see things I really want to watch on Daisuke. Like, I will watch the occasional episode of Lupin Third because it's got the crazy Jenny on dub. But th that's just Lupin Third. It, it's it's not something I'm going to miss if it if they pull it in a month. Yeah. Yeah, no. Release date August fourth, two thousand thirteen. Double Zeta is up. Yeah, good for them. Good. Someone, uh, if I had not watched Double Zeta fairly recently, I would be watching it now. Yeah, if I was willing to sit through it again, I probably would. Like, th there's I'm a at point. Least it's got a release. Th there is a point at which I will be ready to watch it again, but it's yeah. not now. Yeah, no, exactly. Maybe next year. Maybe. I'll well, pretty much guaranteed. I mean, we're gonna have to 
get all prepped up and everything, given that it's going to be the anniversary and we've got well, panels and everything. Yeah, we got panels. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I made a big stink about not going to Anime North again. Yeah, but you're going to be there. I know. Like even ha- even by the last day, I'm like, you know, I had fun, and, and yeah. this is our next topic that I meant to have, which was Anime North this year. That's why I segued like that. Yeah, yeah. But it it it's like, you know what? I went in really pissed off. And then, you know what, I'm, I'm at these cons to talk to people. So, if you can give me a bunch of panel venues to do that, that's great. If not, I'm just going to tag along with a buddy. We're going to talk to random people in the dealer's room. And if they think we're weird and leave us alone, we'll just go to the next people in the dealer's room until we find someone we can have lunch with. Yeah, if they think we're, you know, Scott Pilgrim and Steven Stills, all the better. All the better. <laughs> all the better. Why not? Why not? But that's it. Next year. 35th anniversary. I think we can push for it. I think we can push for it. I think I've got an I've got a couple ideas that we can maybe do some other things. I'm going to facetiously submit uh topic topics that I think would get us accepted. Like there will be My Little Gundam Unicorn, Psycho Frames Are Magic, the panel, you know, Mecha Speed Dating. No, Mecha Speed Building. <laughs> no, that that would have to be a contest. Actually, I would like to see Gundam Speed Building. I would love to see, like, a timed event where people have to build, and not paint, because that would be a real dick move. Paint? Not, not even panel-lined. Yeah, no, just build a 144 kit. They used to do that. See, that'd be cool! Like, I, there are distinct, like, you can talk to Sam and Jamie, who've been on the show, and they'll be like, yeah, there was this one year where there was this stack of Gundam wing kits, and they, you paid whatever, you know, whatever, like, 20 bucks, which was the cost of the kit, basically. Yeah. And you sat down and you built it. And whoever was done fastest got more Gundam Wing kits. See, that's cool. That'd be a thing to push for for next year. Like, well, we'd have to partner up with, like, Anime Extreme or the Snail or someone and just be yeah. like, let, let, you know what? What do you need to move? Yeah. What are the kits you're trying to brick? You know what? Let, let's just get together a box of, like, 20. And we'll have an event where we... You know, they pay the cut, the price of the kit, you give them a discount, like, let's let's call it 20 again. Yeah. Because odds are, if it's a high-grade, they're going to be charging closer to 30, but if they're trying to get rid of it... Well, that's it. If it's old high-grade UCs, they're they're going to be pushing to get rid of those. Yeah. Drop the price tag to 20 bucks. I guarantee you're not under cost. Mm-hmm. And just be like, okay, whoever does it best, you know, you know, here, here here's a bunch of tools, like, here's some snippers, here, here's the really pointy thing. We'd have to get a health waiver. Uh, probably. Like, we'd have to get somebody to sign something. If you accidentally lop your finger off because you're some sort of moron who doesn't know how to use a modeling knife, Well, odds are we'd, we'd just have, we'd call over one of the con first aid people. It's like, so yeah, someone's probably going to nick their finger with an exacto knife. You got Band-Aids? You, you got, you, you've got, you know, Band-Aids and tiny tourniquets for them. I'll front for a couple extra tubes of super glue. They can just put it right in the cut. There. Yeah, like we'll 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 definitely get something going on. But yeah, like I, I walked into that convention upset because you yeah. know Jim Jim got in from the airport and we grabbed dinner. We had a great meal. We had a we had, we had a fine meal. Yeah. And then we we started flipping through uh, the panel the 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 guidebook for the year the programming guide, and we started drinking and we got angry. <laughs> you want me to go get that? I actually found that again. Oh God, I. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. All right. I'll be back in a sec. I, I know I junked mine.
Yep, the AN2K13 Survival Guide. Uh, survive, fuck. Yeah, surviving is the challenge. Ugh. Gundam Free For All. The one thing we got. Yeah, at 4 p.m. Why didn't we go for dinner after that? Um, I think we had a completely, we had something else going on. Oh, yeah, no, we had to book it up to the other place. We had to book it across and up for something else. Yeah. And then we met up for dinner. Yeah. Because, actually, I was chatting with uh, one of our regulars who I've got listed as high on Facebook, but, like, he tunes in. Hi, hi. Hi, man. I'm sure he'll be jazzed by that. Yeah, no. He makes a point of message. Every other episode, he makes a point of saying it was a good one. No. This is about as much validation as I get. You really don't need more validation than that, man. No, but there, there, there's been like stretches where nothing hap- where no one says anything, and I'm like, I'm talking to a void. The Jeremy void isn't says- talking back. This way lies madness and Nietzsche quotes. Yep. I should hunt monsters. Which is even worse. Yes. But no, I was chatting with him earlier, and he was like, "We should do a dinner get together. We should have like a big Gundam dinner." I'm game for this. We've joked about the, uh, the Gundam beach party. That that's not a joke. That's gonna happen. We're no, gonna I know. Post- I, I say joke because it sounds insane. But yes, I think it'll be a blast. Like we will, we'll, one of us will be at will will be at a hotel with a pool because I think all of them that in area in that area do have them, except for the one we stayed in. No, ours had a pool. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. It, did. it was in the basement. We didn't go to it because yeah. uh, we were busy. Well, we were busy. drinking unfiltered beer. Yeah, and getting turned into old jazz musicians and bitching that first night. Yeah. Oh shit! And you know what? If we had stuck around for two more hours, we could have gotten more geek speed dating in. Oh God! God See, damn! That that this is the thing that really got us about AN is that there 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 were some a few discrete panel tracks. There was like anime discussion, which is a big broad thing that happens everywhere. But then there were a few discrete discrete, discrete tracks of fan fiction, which would just have its own room. Cosplay advice, that's one room. Yeah. And uh, the the Yaoi stuff, which was in a different building. Well, Yaoi North is always separated. It was... It and was... then also the ball-jointed doll people get their own room in a completely different hotel that has nothing else. Yeah. But it's like, those were the tracks. And now it seems like there's a track of dating advice slash sex advice. And I'm like... What? Why? Why? Yeah. Like, I get that this con is basically... 4,000 teenagers with no supervision it, with hotel rooms. But they're also, like, you are stacked like cordwood in those hotel, hotel rooms. It's hard enough to get laid when you're sharing a dorm room with another yeah. person. Never mind six people who have to make costume changes. Yeah, there's nine of us in the room. Six of us are building our outfit. I'm sure we can have sex in the fridge. Yeah, like, yeah. I... I I get that you really think you want a girlfriend that loves anime as much as you do. As much as you do. No. But you don't. You don't want to... Well, if you do, you don't want to meet her at a con. Yeah, no. You want to meet her outside and find out it's a shared interest. That may be different levels and... Like, you do not need three hours of how not to get a con girlfriend. Because that stopped being a joke, like, five years ago and is now just literally dating advice. No, you do need three hours of how not to get a con girlfriend. How to actively avoid an attachment. Yes. Because that's harder. That That's harder. But in general, you don't need six hours of speed dating. Oh, 
God. If you were taking six hours to do your speed dating, you have misunderstood the middle word. Yes. That's just a date and a really boring one. Yeah. You want some dating advice, folks? You want some free dating advice? If you fancy someone, ask. If they say no, suck it up. There you go. Be, feel from, you know, go through your feelings about it. Yeah. Talk to someone. Yeah. But then, you, you just, it's not so bad. You just yeah. go on. Somebody just shoots you down? Okay, well, that kind of sucked. And, I mean, if they say yes, go on a date. Go to a restaurant. Go see a movie. Find out if you have anything Find, in common. You know what? There are, there are plenty of local events you could explore. Be a tourist in your own city. Yeah. Unless you're here, then there's really nothing. But, well, yeah. But, I mean, if you're in Toronto, there's great shit to do. If you're in Ottawa, I know of places I would go to. Like, it's not hard. Just talk to people. Your average person is not a terrifying monster that will bite your head off. No, not really. Yeah, it really doesn't happen. Fuck. You yeah. don't need six hours of people at a con saying it to you. Yeah. Well, let's be now, honest. And you know what? Here's something I've been meaning to tell people. This is a great secret I came up with. I don't, I don't even know where I came from. But if it's like, here's the thing. You finally get to like the third date and you want to invite your lady friend over. Two recipes for you. Easy as fuck. Step one, frozen pie shell. Step two, can of peaches. Step three, jam. Preferably with berries and one of those jams that advertises itself as having a lot of whole fruit in it. You put the peaches and the jam in the pie crust and you bake it. While that's baking, you mince half an onion. Fry it with some, with a, with some balsamic vinegar. Add a cup of cream and a cup of Parmesan cheese to it. Boil some tortellini. You have pasta and dessert. It took you five minutes to really make everything. And it is delicious, and people are impressed with it. Yep. It is completely non-cooking. I also expected you to make a pineapple salad reference. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no. No pineapple salad. It's bad. It ends relationships. Yep. With but stomping. <laughs> that works. Me? And the worst part... Well, you were at dinner. As Alex has so often phrased it, Jim flirts with women by talking about giant robots and slasher movies. Yes. Usually by the third date, I've brought up my penchant for slasher movies and determined what movie I think they should watch. At which point it's, well, are you doing anything? Do you want to come over and watch whatever? And it is not some secret ploy for me to get into her pants. No, I genuinely want to see if she'll enjoy the movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, if she enjoys it, great. We have something in common. We have something to talk about. We can start to formulate those seeds. And if she doesn't, well, this probably isn't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's it. If you think, if you assume you are at the point in your life where you need companionship, then you are making the bold assumption you are an adult. So you better fucking act like one. Yeah. So back to Anime North programming. Hey, we didn't really leave in this case. But you know what? There we go. But back, back to it. How many hours of ponies did we get this year? 
And I'm I'm not going to shit on Brody's. I think it's a fine show. I think the fact that you were this devoted, that people within your fandom are so devoted to it, is a little much. They they scare me, man. I'm not. But then again, lie. the Yaoi fangirls scare me, and the, yeah, the Naruto people scare me. Like anything where one thing becomes your life is is scary. It's yeah. not it's not the pony's fault. No, it's the obsession. Like, the, if, if it was Blackjack, there, there'd be helplines for them. Yep. There's gambling on. If it was alcohol, they're called an alcoholic. There, there, there's a, there are people you can talk to and help you can get. Yeah. When some, when some, but when, car, when one cartoon show runs your life, you're like, apparently we just accept it. <laughs> well, no. We stuff them in a corner and ignore them. We, by virtue of being geeks are in that corner who but the and average we can't population kick just anyone out of the corner cuz god forbid yeah i'm not clear why we can't do that cuz again they kind of scare me like i have friends who are bronies i have friends who are really big into my little pony in fact um i am friends with one of the art well the artist and writer for the powerpuff girls comic for idw and i don't know that's troy little and I don't know if Brenda, his wife, is also writing it, but she is at least drawing the Pony comic right now. I'm friends with both of these people. I've been to their house. I've drunk with both of them. They're great people. Brenda likes My Little Pony, but she's not insane over it. Her apartment isn't, like, her house is not covered in pony stuff. It's got some pony stuff, but it's also got other things. She's got interests and, you know entertainment factor and just stuff not just i spent thirty five hundred dollars on a my little pony plush that i bought off of ebay she's never sent somebody a threatening letter because they made porn of a pony character that she was intent on marrying yeah again but and here's the thing bronies fine whatever as long as you're not crazy people yeah why do you get four hours at at my con (laughs) well in total i think somebody broke it down in total it was nine yeah, but Nine, some of that was, like, viewing. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, like, I will forgive having the show running in a room at, oh, yeah, no, you that's know, fine. 2 in the morning, because 2 in the morning at an anime convention, you might want to watch some ponies. Yeah. Well, I think this year we should try and push to have some Gundam playing, but... Well, again, it's... that That's what they pick and what people... Like, and again, they're... they're like, Funimation buys a, buys a theater sometimes, so... Yeah. Like, if the, if their sponsors are calling the shots on Playlist, fine. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I'm not saying this as though, Err, but it's like, I would like to see that. I'm not going to rip on it too hard. You know, I will lend you my DVD. You know what? I will lend you my Blu-rays. We will, we will, pop, we will pop the newest unicorn in somewhere. There you go. Hell, if we got a big enough room and a big enough TV, we could do our own showing. Yeah. Well, and I think this might be our solution, as we've discussed before, is... You know what? Maybe we just keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> without necessarily involving them too much. Yeah. The cosplay photo shoots see- seem to operate independently just fine. Yeah, maybe we can do viewing rooms. But, like, the pony thing, again, same generalized fandom. They don't really... It's, it's not a big deal. I didn't care when it was Naruto. I didn't care or really understand or even pick up on it when it was Bleach. Mostly because it was just a whole bunch of black people in black kimonos. Um, but it's like when it really, really kind of overblows itself, 
and it starts to crush in on other things, then I start to wonder. And I mean, we're not sitting here saying, man, we needed six hours of Gundam panels. We didn't. We, you know, if we get, if they gave us six, we'd fill it. <laughs> we'd use it. Easy. Like, I mean, there's, there's part of me that's like, hey, we could move this to Con Bravo in a second. Yeah, but... I went to Con Bravo, though. And how I mean, was that? You know what? It, it, it is a regional con. I like that the, the audience seemed to be a bit older. Like, the crowd seemed a little older, which was surprising. But it was, it was you know, one big room for dealing, one, one big video game room, which was nice. Yeah. Little corner for board games, about four panel rooms, one theater. I think, you know, if we asked Barks and if we talked to Barks, it's like, hey, can you get us a room where we can yell about robots for three days? He'd be like, yes. Unless he goes, but you're not allowed to name it uh, the free-for-all anymore. Well, you know what? I, I'm okay with not calling it for the free-for-all because we'll have enough time to break it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it'd be like, yeah, we, we, it'd be fine. I think it's in Hamilton, so that sucks. Yeah, well, no. But then again, Anime North is by an airport, and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> At least in Hamilton, there's an LCBO across the street. Instead of way the fuck away? Yeah. yeah. Like, that, 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 that's a factor. There were, we went on Saturday, there seemed to be enough places to get food. Had some good tacos. <laughs> Honest lawyer across the street had good beer selection, but terrible food. But <laughs> that we can just right. have nachos. No one fucks up nachos. I could really argue with that. Okay, people fuck up nachos. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I've I've had them. They're bad. What What do they do? Put feta on it? No, no, you don't cook the nacho properly. Okay. You want to know how you do that? You, you fry you them sure the for a minute, and then you bake them for two. Nope, you make sure the grease is only 200 degrees, ah. and you put them down for 30 seconds. So I get soggy nacho paste. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. That's no good. No. But yeah. No, like, geek speed dating was absurd. That much geek speed, speed yeah, dating there, is there absurd. Yeah, there was no reason for that. Like, I don't care how popular it is at the show. You do not respond to... Hey, doing it for two hours is really popular. Let's do it for nine. Yeah. My God. Like, you find a bigger room for your two hours, but that's it. That would be it. I mean, that's not unfair. It just struck me as weird. Like, it's like, is this really what the con is becoming? Is this what this is about now? Uh, oh, it, it, it's hormonal teenage con. Oh, I know it is. I know it is. I've known that every year I've gone there because that's all it is. It's part of the thing that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Like I'm walking around and I'm passing girls who are the same age as my sister. And, you know, they're wearing almost no clothing. And I'm like, I kind of want to cut my eyes out now. You fucking scare me. Are your, Where are your parents? Do you have an older sibling? Where is he? Yeah, that that's the interesting thing is uh Con Bravo has a panel for the parents. Like, you know, Is it just I've an open bar? I you know what if it is Godspeed, but if it's <laughs> literally like, hey, I have a bunch of 14-year-olds that I don't want to leave alone and I'm being a responsible person and spending weekends with them at these things and they want to talk about that. Yeah. Cool. See that? I like that. Cuz that's a whole lot better than, you know, 
well, I'm just going to leave my 14-year-old in a what amounts to a small community occupying about five buildings. Yeah. Um, hell, we joked about muggings, man. Well, and well, we like, didn't. We we joked that we hadn't heard about any. Yeah. And then we joked, you know, maybe we should do some. Yeah. Like Scott and I are walking through the dealer's room, and this is after I had given Scott the money for the room. So Scott's walking around with what? You had about six hundred bucks on you. Um, I you you gave me three for the room, and I was carrying one hundred just for okay. food and dealer's room for a day and a half, basically. So yeah, you had about four hundred bucks. So I was I was carrying four hundred. Jim, you were carrying like six, right? Yeah, that's true because I had money from my friends. So, so we the were like, us, we got the a two of us, we got a grand. Yeah, that that's like ridiculous for a downtown mugger for ten minutes of work, right? Yep. Oh, if we had gone downtown, somebody would have knifed me in the kidneys. Oh yeah, there's no question. I would be on both kidneys right now. But we're walking around, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, we're both grown men. We can probably handle our own. Well, there I are mean, kids around yeah. who individually have more money on them than both of us combined. Yes. And could not stand up if anybody two to three years older than them came up behind them and beat the crap out of them. Yeah. It's like, why don't muggings happen more often? And I'm not saying that, okay, well, you know, AN is now a risk. Don't send your kids. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just, it's like you've got all of these people in here, and everybody just assumes everyone else is okay. If I did this, how are you going to describe it? Well, you know, this guy beat the crap out of me. Okay, what did he look like? He was a skinny white guy with brown hair. He was a tall, skinny white guy with brown hair and hazel eyes. If they see your eyes in the beating. Yeah, even if they don't. I was beaten up by a tall, skinny, white guy with brown hair. You have just described four to 6,000 people in a three-block radius. Yeah. Like, hell, wear a mask. Yeah, you're at a con. Nobody's going to question it if you're a costume. Like, even if you just cheap out and get one of the V for... the, the, the Guy Fox masks. You almost said V for Vendetta. Yeah, I did. And then I'm like, no, it's a guy. He was framed. Yep. Guy Fox was framed. It was a conspiracy. Nope. Yep. Where yeah. are the gunpowder records? But that's it. Like, and we're not saying that somebody is going to. And I, if anybody's listening to this and they're suddenly like, man, I'm going to mug people. If I find that out, I'm going to hurt you. Like, seriously, don't be a tool. Don't be a tool. But it's like, there is just so Why much- don't they? There's, Why aren't there? Why don't you hear about people weird. losing stuff? You hear about people spending all their money in the dealer's room and, you know, busking for food, but yeah. You never hear like, "Oh, nondescript white guy is threatening everyone with an actual knife and making off with tens of thousands of teenage dollars." Yeah. Truthfully yeah. though, in that regard, I'm actually happy we don't hear that. Like I'm happy we don't hear that. Yeah, cuz that would suck. Well, Kids I mean, don't deserve that. Like, I mean, we have our issue. We have our, you know, extra legal issues dealing with some of the girls that attend. But yeah, I'm, you know, that that there there's people working towards improving that. Yeah, would you please wear some clothing? That that well, it's not on them. No, it is not on them to wear pants. <laughs> it is on people to stop being gropey douchebags. Yeah, I'll give you that. I will it, give you that. It it it, it is not on them. Like, it is one of those, an ounce of prevention, pound of cure, 
And at the same time, if you're in a costume, you shouldn't need to worry about some asshole cupping your ass. Yeah. Like, seriously, that, that shouldn't happen. If anybody who is listening to this goes to con and is the type of person who will do that, don't tell us. Mm-hmm. Don't don't show up at the panels and be like, yeah, I'm the type of, I'm the kind of person that walks up behind somebody and just you know fondles their ass. Because if you tell me that, I'm going to hit you with a chair. Like, I don't like you. The, the, this year we did have our hor- our minor horror story, which yeah. was that. So an publishes the panel schedule a version of the panel schedule by panelist that allows you to find someone who you like hearing them talk and just kind of following them around the con regardless of what they're speaking about which sounds like a good idea especially for guys like us who have activities outside the show like we we have an outside fan base yeah so if somebody's trying to track down scott and i they're like, okay, well, Scott and Jim are going to be here. Awesome. Talking I'm gonna about Les Mis. Yeah. Uh, that, that's another story. We'll yeah. get to that. But I, I expect like, you to segue into that sooner. But and, and so it's like, that's a wonderful thing. Except when some guy uses it to creep on girls for a whole weekend. Yeah. I'm going to spend part of this stalking a chick until finally we got to get con ops involved. Yeah. That ain't cool. Not cool, guys. Like, and if you legitimately just want to be friends with this girl, talk to her. Be and a normal person talks, about it. Yeah. Like, I understand. Because, again, this comes back to the geek speed dating thing, sort of. Sort of. You're, you're socially awkward, which is a term I've only really started to encounter in the last 10 years, and it seems to get thrown around a lot. Well, I mean, there there needs to be a term that is, hey, I have trouble with people, but it's not exactly I'm autistic. Yeah, but you know what? You know how you get over being socially awkward? By being social? Hey, yeah. It's the same as riding a bike, learning how to roller skate, box, cook, write, or do anything at all. It starts out hard, and it gets easier every time you do it. You learn. And you know what? I have anxiety issues. I can sympathize with that. Yeah. There, there are days where it's hard for me to even just send a cold email to someone. But oh, guess yeah. what? I send emails. Yeah. Well, and I don't. Right. And I don't have a. Cr- and I don't try not to use it as a crutch. Well, yeah, you recognize that it's a flaw. Like it is nerve wracking to just kind of throw out there, put yourself out to somebody, and be like, "How are they going to respond?" But if you're trying to be friends with the person, you have to do that. You have to. And friends don't stalk friends. Yeah. Unless it's really funny. Oh, well, yeah. No, if it's hilarious, you do it for a gag. You both have a good laugh afterwards. It's all good. Yeah. But, like, that's not... You don't stalk people at con. It's one of those things you just don't do. Like, if there's anybody listening to this and they want to hang out, all you got to do, walk up to us. What are you guys doing next? And odds are we're going to say, getting beer. Yeah, and you if want you come like up? beer, yeah. you can come with us and have beer. We might talk about Final Fantasy crossovers. Yeah, we might do any number of things, but odds are really good. We're just gonna hang out, and if you want to hang out, come hang out. In fact, no, you know what? I will even take away the awkward from anyone who is listening and feels like showing up next year. Any of our panels, anyone we're in, it's an open invite. Just, just be like, hey. 
you you see us leaving at the end of like we'll sign each other's papers and then we'll be out the door like two minutes after the bulk of the crowd you want to say hey where are you going can i come too yeah like back when there used to be a game mastering track uh, a tabletop games track at anime north i would get on the game mastering advice panel and be like hey i realize a billion of you have questions i'm gonna be in that couch over there yeah come talk well, two years ago? Three years two. ago? Yeah, two or was three. Was it two years ago when I, we were walking out of the room and I got swarmed by like six people? Something like that. Yeah, no, I think it was two. Yes, it was. It was two years ago. It was two years ago. I came walking out of the Gundam panel. Yeah. And six guys came out and they stood around me in a circle. And we chatted. And the only reason I had to break the conversation is because I already had dinner plans with other people. Mm-hmm. And I even said, if you want to track me down later... I'm probably going to be here. That's it. It's it's not hard. You just walk up to people and you talk. Especially at a con, because it's usually really obvious what their interest is. So you've got something to run on. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. You know, email, you know, phone numbers get exchanged. Shoot me a text. We'll get lunch tomorrow. Because <laughs> everyone needs lunch. Yeah. Everybody eats Everybody poops too, but I mean that's not really the type. But of that's thing. not a social activity. Yeah, that's you don't want. That's not a group activity. You don't need that to be a group activity. But everybody eats, and a lot of us drink. Heck, we get to throw it to Lee for this one. Lee got us beer. Go yes. Lee. Go Lee. You nice bought us all beer. Here, man. Plus, Lee. he was great company. Yeah. Like Lee, we get to use you as the example of individual that we just. Met while we were walking away from the con, and it's like, come on, man, let's go do stuff. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. And apparently, Lee ran into my friend Claire at Pacific Rim. There you go. Yeah, like this is it. So there's little connective things that go on outside. So society is a web. This is how it works. Just talk to one another, people. It's not hard. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. So lame is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this this is a this is a story. Like the guy who organizes the panel is kind of a tool, but there but it comes to a, it comes to pass that due to cancellations, a panel about Les Misérables, the Victor Hugo novel, which has been animated for, in Japan four times, four times, yeah, is short a person. I'm like, I have read the novel, I have seen two of those four series. I'd be cool. I'd be down to talk about that and talk about how Japan adapts foreign literature because this is something I've gotten interest in it in lately, especially when Gonzo had a little like classics workshop, sci-fi reimaginings of classics workshop going. Well, with, plus it's just interesting. Like, I mean, I was gonna transition and be like, "Hey, have you seen Gankutsuo yet? Why not? It's amazing." And do you know what? And I and that was the panel for about seven minutes. Seven minutes. They were fun times. And Those then, seven minutes were great. And then it turned into not not discussion of the the movie that had just come out, just singing, the whole room singing. And they'd finish the song, and I'd be like, okay. So about the themes and how they were handled in this version of the show, and then they do a song, and I'm like, I'm just going to stop now. Yeah. 
because I'm kind of hungover, and it's kind of early, and it has been a little more than an hour since my last caffeine hit, so I'm just going to put on my sunglasses and lean on the table for a while. I'm just going to nap. People wake me when you're done. Oh, you can't sleep because heroic, heroic tenor three rows back is really pushing hard on the merriest bits, and I'm like, oh, <sighs> God. I'm like, you know what? And they they looked at me like they expected it me to sing too, and I'm like, one? Nope. You do not need to hear me attempt Valjean two and a half octaves down on a hangover. Like, I do not sing in public because people are not ready for that much bass out of a human most of the time. So I just... So I'm hearing we need a musical episode. That's what I'm hearing. You know, it's never going to happen. No. Damn. Like, one day, one day maybe, Jim, you will find me in such a liquored-up state that I will do Gordon Lightfoot. And hopefully you will have something that can record that for the for posterity. I will have my phone. Yeah. So I will record it. And it will be amazing. For the record, I do the Canadian Railroad Trilogy. Not that Edmund Fitzgerald crap. I like the Edmund Fitzgerald. I do too, but... Yeah, it is usually what people know him for. But when you do Lightfoot, it is either Edmund Fitzgerald or Sundown. And I'm like, I gotta be different. And Canadian Railroad Trilogy is amazing. So there you go. Well, I mean, at least you get choices. I'm expected to be able to sing the entire Doors library. Well... You should you should have a couple ready. I'm good. I'm good at strange. Um, his vocal range is different than mine. Like Jim yep. Morrison's vocal range is better than mine because well, yes. I have no training. Yeah, he had a lot of practice. Yeah. being Jim Morrison. Yeah, funny that. Funny how that could be. Yeah, and I mean that's fine, but some of his stuff I can do, some of it not so much. Mm-hmm. However, people still expect me to sing at any given opportunity and make Jim Morrison jokes. Yeah. So I'm expected to know everything there is to know about the doors. Which and I then know. you should just go out. Then you should have a prepared statement about uh, the uh, psychedelic works of Aldous, Aldous Huxley and leave it at that. This you know, is what I believe. Yeah, that's, that's not actually a bad idea. <laughs> No prize to the people who caught the connection there. Yeah. It may come in the mail. It may come by courier. It may come by pigeon. Yep. If you're hit with it because it fell from orbit, we are not held liable. No. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, that, that, that was the lame is panel, and I'm like, how? Like, I realize that no matter who's moderating... You can't fight the crowd if they decide it. But, like, no. No. That that should not... It should not have gotten to that. No. Well, you can't fight City Hall. No, you can't. Well, you sort of can. Blues can't. Brothers could. The Blues Brothers did. Yeah. I love the Blues Brothers. That was such an amazing movie. Yep. I was actually going to make a Blues Brothers reference at the beginning of the show tonight. Well, you, you you know you know what I found out. I picked up the first Ghostbusters comic, the new one. How is that? It is great. 
And you know, and here, here's the thing that's going to sell you on it with one phrase. Ray, Ray Stanz's spirit guide is Jake Blues. Yep. Yep, you did it in one. I'm sold. <laughs> it's like... That's amazing. That There are like six volumes to it so far in trade. And I'm like, I will... My library has most of them. I will go to my library for them. But, yeah, that... that, that the Blues Brothers is amazing. And the other panel I did, which was about Darker Than Black. And no one showed up for it. No, none of my co-panelists, and I'm like... I'm here to riff on what other people say. Audience, say things. Yeah. And you then people that say stuff, I will make fun of you. That Then it mostly worked, but they were not used to... I don't think this panel was used to how I run things. So it took a while. And, I, and, and the guy showed up like 15 minutes before the end, and I'm like, you're dead to me, just go. Yeah. Well, if you're going to shoot, why would you even show up? Like, why would you bother? Yeah. Like, at that point, it's like missing class. You don't get credit for, like, you, you don't get credit for that little effort now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, I mean, Anime North 2013. Was there anything else on the in the survival guide that pissed us off a lot? Off the top of my head, no. It oh, was... wait, no, four hours of Gay Sex 101. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, I, to Gay Sex 101's credit, it was a great joke. Yeah. You got to admit that. Well, it's not, it's not exactly a joke. No, I mean, when I can go, there's something wrong when, you know, Gay Sex 101 takes up three hours and Lesbian Sex takes up one hour. Because if I know anything in life, it, that should be reversed. Yes. Like, three hours of sex with a woman. Eh, that's, that's a fair number. I think that's what you should be aiming for. Yeah. Like, the, it, it resulted in a good discussion, but yeah. it's still like... Do you really need it? Did, how, I mean, and I get that there's a whole gay sex panel track where it's like how to write your own. Yeah, I but don't... that was different. That wasn't... Like, Gay Sex 101 was its complete own thing, and then there was stuff like how to write sex and everything. Yeah. Like, if there's anybody who is listening to this who went to those, can you explain to us why there was three hours allocated for this? And, you know, I, I love the presumption, because there was a post-mortem thread on Anime North's forums. And there was this presumption that because it was late at night and it was an 18-plus panel that's kind of not very that's not very serious that it could deserve that much time whereas Gundam couldn't and you just and and everyone that's amazing just, and the people that know the Gundam panelists are like we would they would do the exact same thing they'd be awake cuz we were cuz we were we'd have been drunk oh god yes <laughs> we would have ordered pizza halfway through yeah we would have shared oh yeah Oh, of it's course like, we would have. We're not assholes. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, just kick in a couple bucks, you can have a slice. Yep. Better than the guy who asked for it one year when I got pizza. Yeah. But yeah, like, we will do Gundam panels at 4 a.m. on a Saturday. If that's what the schedule calls for, that's fine. We never gave any... Like, as much as we have griefed about the time, 
like six hours for speed dating, three hours for gay sex 101, and like four to five hours of ponies. This is not an attack necessarily on the actual time itself. It's we got an hour to try and compress 30 odd years of meta series material. We would have gladly taken any other time. Any time at all. Two, three, four, five in the morning. They want to do it at 7 a.m. I'm going to bitch and I'm going to gripe and I'm going to be in there with a liter of coffee. Each. Yeah. Like, we, we will go to the Tim Hortons and ask for the ten and cup. I'd, I'd walk over and I'd be Two like, of them. the pot? Like, just give me the perk. Bring it to the room. Like, that'd be it. We're not griping about the fact that they got these specific allotted, like, they were allotted from 9 to 11. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I, you know, it's annoying when you have to compete against the the opening ceremonies and the dealer's room opening. Yeah. But we'll still do it. Yup. Every time. Because you know what? We're still a packed room. Yeah. We've never been anything but a packed room. Hell, we missed those friggin' silent Japanese chicks this year because of the shit. We gotta get them. If if you There's somehow a, found us two Asian girls who never talk in Gundam panels, say something. Yeah, please. If you're at the panels this year and we do a dinner thing, like, I'm reserving seats for you in the damn panel this year. Yeah. Because it just, you confuse me. Yes. I want to know why you don't talk. We're, we're confused by that. You don't say anything, but you keep showing up, so that's a kind of a mixed signal. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's the socially awkward thing we heard from earlier. But again, I've given you an open invite to come for food. Yep, there we go. Yep. But yeah, like this is it. They can allot as much time as they want for anything, and they can. And there's very little we can actually say about it beyond just bitch and gripe. Yeah. But we're saying, like, we will do these panels in the middle of the damn night. We will do these panels pretty much anywhere. I mean, we hell, we could have done it out on the out, like, we could have done it out on the front foyer. Just would have been hard to organize. 2K13. 2K13. I, there, there was a day and a half where I just could not stand the con. Yep. And that's every con for me now. It's like, you know what, con goers are selfish, awkward dicks. I've been saying for years, fuck, I hate con-goers. Fucking hate con-goers. Yep. But by the end of it, you're like, I haven't slept. I don't think I've eaten a green vegetable since Friday. I'm getting most of my uh, vitamin chlorophyll from energy drinks. Like, I, I, am, I have switched to the energy drinks with more vitamins in them. Yep. But at the end of it, it's like, you know what? This was fun. See you all next year. I'll be I hope back. they do better. Yeah. But yeah. We made it through. We made it through another one. It's nice to be able to vent this stuff because it needed to be vented. Yeah. But yeah, for next year, like, I want to do bigger and better. I do. Mm-hmm. It's the 35th. And this is our bread and butter. And you know what? A month before, and you know what? In January, I'm going to dig out the emails of everyone I know who does these things and be like, okay. These are our pitches, and these are our names. Let's see if that gets us a boost. Yeah. Because we're going to do better at describing us and what we're doing. 
this is what we want. This is how we want it. We're not making demands. We're trying to make a sell here. Yeah, we're we're gonna sell it to people. And yeah. goddammit, I have an idea for mecha speed dating that I think will be hilarious. Oh yeah. Where it's just we line up four people. We're gonna talk about an obscure mech show for five minutes, and then we're gonna and then at the end of it, we're gonna I'm gonna have like a bell or something on my phone. And then it'll be the next person who gets to rave about a different obscure mech show for five minutes. Yep. Like, it's going to be selling you on old shows that you should find. Do you like Grendizers? How about Votomes? Man, Metal Armor Dragonar. Because Uh, we needed a pseudo-Gundam series. Oh, you know what? If they took the script of Metal Armor Dragonar, replaced all every third robot with a Gundam and released it today, it'd be a perfectly fine AU show. Yep. Well, on its own, I even just like it in general as kind of an AU. It kind of is. Like, Dragoner was actually a pretty good show. It had some interesting twists and turns. The villains were intriguing. Like, we have our not Amaro and we have our not Char... And it's it wasn't a bad show. And I do like the fact it's gotten kind of a cult following since it died. Yeah. Hell, it was on the big list of shows for that might show up on Daisuke, and I voted for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd like to vote, see it without the Hong Kong subs. Yeah. So what are they really saying? What, what's really going on? Yeah. Who's that guy? What's that guy's real name? What's his damage? But yeah. But we will. We'll make a big deal for this one next year. We're going to do our best. Because it's Gundam. We Mm -hmm. got We like our robots, and we like spending a weekend talking about them. Yep. Though, admittedly, if we spent the entire weekend, I think I'd be tired and hungry. Yeah. Really hungry. Uh Uh-huh. But we should do a dinner thing. We should. Like, I'd love to try and get a list of names, people who are interested, that sort of thing, and just contact one of the local fooderies. We would like to block off this. Do you have, like, a room? Do you have, like, a hall? No? Can we, can we just have a corner? Can we get the bar? Actually, you know what? I wonder how hard it would be to block off the Double Trees bar. We can ask. Yeah, it's overpriced as fuck for its booze, but, I mean, it never seems populated at AN. So even if we could get, like, part of it. Yeah. I, I, can, nur- I can nurse a scotch and soda for a while. Yep. Con a few, at- con a few uh, at- attendees into letting the panelists drink for free. <laughs> well, if you say it on air, now they're not going to do it. I'll, uh, I'll cut that bit. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Just, oh, yeah. just buy me a drink and we'll keep going. Yeah. Well, hell. we Actually, that's what we could do. The Gundam Drinkathon. <laughs> Pretty much, we'll talk for an hour, and if people want us to continue to talk, they have to front for a drink. It's like, as, as long as you keep buying us drinks, we will keep talking. <laughs> yep. Though, eventually, we, uh, we might not be talking about Gundam or anything coherent. Yeah. That there is a certain point where it's just like, so the thing about Jim is that he's over there. <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> uh, 
I'm if you want to hear that, keep buying us drinks. Yeah, that's right, folks. If you want to hear Scott and I stumble about like drunken idiots, then front for booze. Yeah. On the upside, we're not cheap drunks, so it'd be a while. It, it would be a while. You would get your money's worth because, you know, we hear the podcast. We make sure we provide a, uh, a valuable product. <laughs> for free. Yeah. You get what you pay for. You are getting what you paid for. Ah, there we go. Do we, do we have any other topics, or did we hit it all? I think we pretty much hit everything. Like that there, uh, we've been going a while, so there was another thing I had in my back pocket we can save for a later date. Yeah, this is definitely not safe for work, though. No, God. <laughs> Holy crap. I run this show with an explicit tag. You know what I mean? Even for normally. Even for normal. Normally, we don't talk this much about sex. Yeah, that's because two guys talking about sex is not exactly what anyone wants. Yeah, it's not a particularly enjoyable topic in that regard. Although, if that that there there was a show called a podcast called if you did like this, there was a show called Double Meat with Sasha and Zeke. That they have since pod faded, but it was good while it was going. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're probably done. We are probably done. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under an international attribution, non-commercial, share like Creative Commons license version 3.0. Please visit sbopodcast.blogspot.com for more episodes and contact information. Thank you.